If you want to build an audience as a writer, you're often told to work on a social media platform. But with ever-changing algorithms and dozens of social media apps to choose from, that can feel overwhelming and like you're just shouting into the void. But there is a powerful alternative to building an audience on social media, and that is your mailing list. Email is the best way to gain loyal readers, monetize your content, and publicize your writing. Emailing is easier and more effective than social media, and it's a great medium for writers like you. That's why spending time building and fostering your mailing list should be one of your biggest focuses as a writer. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in today's episode. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing. Because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. You're about to hear a whole episode on why you need a mailing list as a writer, which is amazing because everything you do should start with why. But after this episode, after your why, you're going to need help with the who, what, and how of mailing lists, which is why I've put together a whole guide for you on how to start, build, and foster your mailing list as a writer. You can find that extensive guide at schoolforwriters.com slash mailing lists. If you are just new to the concept of mailing lists, or if you have a list already but it's gone stale, then you absolutely want to download this guide. In it, I share with you the exact steps you need to take to start a list, build a following of loyal readers, and publicize your writing to that list without feeling like a pushy salesperson. Head on over to schoolforwriters.com slash mailing list right now to download your guide because the world needs your story now more than ever. And a mailing list is a great way to get your story out into the world. Picture this, it's 2003 and I'm living in Florence, Italy, sitting in an internet cafe and a woman next to me asks if I have an invite to this hip new site everyone is talking about called Friendster. It's a whole new way of connecting with people, she tells me in Italian. I hear all of the Americans are doing it. Pretending to be cool, I told her, oh, I totally wish I could help, but I've used up all of my invites. She sighed and went back to her email while I secretly opened my Internet Explorer browser and went to Ask Jeeves and put in the term Friendster. That was the beginning of my relationship with social media. Since then, I've spent years of my life scrolling through Friendster, MySpace, LiveJournal, Twitter, Tumblr, FetLife, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, TikTok, and Goodreads, and so much more. If there was a social media app to be had, I was on it. Trouble was, every time the latest social media trend came out, I had to completely rebuild my audience, learn new skills, and figure out how to best increase my odds for being seen on this brand new platform. 
Then, just when I felt like I got the hang of it, the companies would introduce new features, switch up algorithms, and basically make me live on their app in order to get people to see my content. Sound familiar? Constantly trying to gain more followers on social media is soul crushing, exhausting, and it often keeps us from the exact thing that we are here to do, which is create a thriving writing career, which requires us to actually write. Mailing lists are an alternative to the social media popularity game. The first time I sent my book out to publishers, they wanted me to have about 100,000 followers on social media, which I didn't. So they refused my book and told me to come back to them when I had six figures plus of followers. Yet, that number keeps growing. I had a recent client with over a million followers on Instagram turned down for not having a large enough of an audience. Around that same time though, a colleague of mine with about 2,000 Instagram followers got a massive six-figure book deal and made it on the bestseller list when her book came out. How did she do what my Instagram famous client could not? Her email list. This colleague of mine had spent years fostering trust, building rapport, and creating a loyal fan base through email marketing. Email is the best way to build an audience for your writing, monetize your content, and publicize your offering. Email is easier and more effective than social media, and it's a great medium for writers. It's where we can thrive. That's why spending time building and fostering your mailing list should be one of your biggest focuses as a writer. Now, you may or may not have heard of mailing lists in the past. You might have totally disregarded them, or maybe you have started one, but you didn't really see any traction, so you gave it up. But mailing lists really do matter, and I'm about to show you why. Here's the thing that I like to tell people all the time. The only thing that hasn't changed about online marketing since the days of MySpace is my email address. I have tens of thousands of followers on various different social media platforms, and most of them never see my posts. Think about this. When was the last time you actually saw a at Lauren Marie Fleming or an at School for Writers post come across your feed? I love having you follow me on social media, but I recognize you probably aren't seeing what I'm posting. So I'd much rather have you on my mailing list where I get to email with you in a private, more intimate space. Social media fads come and go, and the algorithms are always changing, but emails usually most likely stay the same. I've had the same email address since ugh, since Gmail even existed. And I still have my old at Mac.com email address that I check out. That's why mailing lists matter. They are the easiest, most efficient, and most personalized way to connect with your audience. If you're looking for full support building your list, be sure to go and grab my mailing list guide at schoolforwriters.com slash mailing lists. Still not convinced you need a mailing list? Here are the top 10 benefits of having an active and well-fostered mailing list. One, and this is so important and something you really should pay attention to. You own your list when you foster a mailing list, which means you can take it with you if you switch email providers and you can foster it however you like. You can't take your million Instagram followers and bring them to another platform. It doesn't work like that but you can take your million mailing list followers and switch mailing providers, and it does work that way. It's as simple as an Excel spreadsheet. And that is the number one reason why it's so important to foster a mailing list over social media, because it's something that you can own forever. 
Two, you don't have to constantly be emailing to have your message seen. Unlike social media platforms that basically expect you to post multiple times a day in various different ways and live on their app and have your full-time job be creating for their app, mailing lists are fine if you send it to them once a week or once a month, whatever you want. Three, mailing lists are a great way to educate your new and old subscribers in a very specific order and style that you want versus them randomly seeing posts on social media. When someone comes onto my mailing list, I can set up an automation to make sure that they get the exact order of education I want them to be. It's a great way for people in my programs to also get dripped out content so they are welcomed in a specific way, a way that makes them feel like they're a part of a community and that they're loved and that I appreciate that they're letting me email them. Four, sending an email is a lot more cost efficient than paying for advertisement. Advertisements that might not convert. Advertisements that your audience might not even see. Number five, and this is actually my favorite and I think the reason why emails are so powerful as a writer. Emails are intimate and they're personal. Don't believe me that emails are intimate and personal? Let a stranger read through your inbox. Or better yet, let a parent figure read your inbox. For most people, their inbox is a very private place. So when you enter it with an email, you're seen more like a friend or a colleague than a stranger on a social media app on the internet. Six, emails help you build trust with your audience more easily than social media does. Because emails are less superficial, more intimate, and more story-driven, they're a great way to build connection with your audience and make them feel like they're a friend of yours, which in turn builds trust. And also, I've created friendships through my mailing list. I ask my people to reply to me, and when they do, I reply back. I build friendships through email in a way that I can't on social media. Number seven, this is a great one for you writers out there. Mailing lists are a great way to help you share your writing publicly. They're such a great start if you're not ready to write a book or start a blog. They're such an easy way to start showing people that you're a writer and start practicing putting your writing out in the world. Most social media these days is based around visuals, especially video, which is so great if you want to be a visual storyteller, but not so great if you're reliant on words. Mailing lists, on the other hand, are 99.9% .9 word-based, so this is a writer's place to shine. Number eight, and this is for all you FOMO people out there, mailing lists, they can feel or even be super exclusive. While you can post your mailing list publicly and you can let anybody in, there's just something about it that feels like it's not something everybody gets, like it's intimate and personal, like we've talked about before. Whereas social media, if you're not private, Posting is something anyone can see. It's not an exclusive thing you have to have. I also even know many creators that monetize their mailing list, making it even more exclusive. They do that for things like Patreon or directly in the mail provider as well. Number nine, using an email service provider, you can target a specific part of your audience. Say, for example, you want to reach out only to people that haven't bought your book yet or you wanna reach out to only people who have bought your book. Doing that on social media is practically impossible. Buying ads can be super expensive and you don't even know if the people seeing them want to hear from you. But targeting who gets your emails is super simple and most email platforms, email service providers that you can use will help you do that within the provider. Number 10, people, they click links in emails. 
Social media is created to keep you on it. So it's hard, if not impossible, to get someone to stop scrolling, go back to your profile, click the link and buy your book, get your offer, see your website, sign up for your newsletter. Email, however, makes clicking easy. It's right there. And it, we're already set to click in our emails and it encourages people to learn more about what you have to offer in this world. All of the above is why mailing lists are the best way to build a loyal fan base for your writing, monetize your content, and publicize your offerings. All the things that you need to do to grow a thriving writing career. Now that you're convinced that you need a mailing list, you need to set one up. And I have a whole guide for you on how to do that at schoolforwriters.com slash mailing list. So go grab that. In that guide, I explain everything about how email service providers are different. There's a difference between like MailChimp and ConvertKit and who should get which one. I help you understand some of the legalities of mailing lists. You actually can't just send email willy nilly to people. There are some legal issues you have to think about. In that guide, I take my decades of mailing list experience and research and break it down into these bite-sized, actionable, and easy steps for you to start and grow your mailing list. Whether you're just starting out or you feel like your existing list has gone stale, this guide will help you foster your mailing list with ease, build a larger following, and make more money as a writer. Grab it at schoolforwriters.com slash mailing lists. That link, it's in your show notes. Okay, to recap this episode, if you want to build an audience of loyal readers that you can take with you wherever you go, then you need to focus on mailing lists even before social media. Mailing lists are the best way to foster a relationship with your readers, publicize your writing, and monetize your content. They're also a natural place for writers like you to shine. If you want to start a mailing list or infuse life into an existing list that has gone stale, go to schoolforwriters.com slash mailing lists for our extensive guide. And above all, remember that mailing lists, they don't have to be hard. Think of it like simply sending an email to friends. If you found this episode helpful, you might want to join my mailing list. You can do so at schoolforwriters.com slash mailing list, and that also gets you your guide. Until next week, happy writing. This week's book recommendation is a book I'm super excited about recommending, and that is Accidentally Engaged by Farah Huron. Now, I'm not usually the biggest fan of that, like, we're fake engaged trope. I'm not, like, really invested into marriage tropes in general, but I loved this book. So that shows you how much this book is amazing. You've heard me talk about my love of diverse romance before, and this book really takes the cake, pun intended. Not only does it have a bunch of food stuff, warning you will be starving as you read this. You will absolutely have to go out and get some of the food in here. There are recipes at the end. I wanna cook them all. It is such a great book when it comes to food and using food to engage with people and engage with cultures and experience cultures. It's so great. But it's also a book about food and culture that I don't personally know a lot about. The story is about people who migrated from India to Zanzibar to Canada. I personally never lived in India, Zanzibar, or Canada, so these were cultures I didn't know much about. And while I might have known a little bit of something about one or the other, the combination of the three and actually understanding that that's a common migration that a lot of families went through was a wonderful way for me to learn something about a new culture that I didn't know about. 
But it was more than just like voyeuristically looking at other cultures. I fully believe that it's important for us to read joy and love and food and culture about places and people that we don't have direct experience about. And that was a great book for it. All of that though was the icing on the cake for how wonderfully amazing the story was written. It brought in family dynamics, it brought in food, it brought in that trope of accidental engagement, which I actually was here for in this book, even though I haven't been always here for it in the past. It brought in, you know, drama and romance. Did I mention food? It brought in so much food. I love the food. It's just a really beautifully well-written book. I'm so grateful that I'm in the Read, Romance, and Repeat book club that I get a couple books every month from the Ripped Bodice, a romance-specific bookstore because they make a point of including fun, diverse, and creative, and really well-written romance into their boxes that I get every month. I don't know if this is a book I would have picked up on my own because I don't really like usually that whole accidental engagement trope, but I friggin' loved it. If you can't tell already, I loved it. It made me hungry. I couldn't put it down. It made me squirm a little in my pants. It did all of the wonderful things that I want a romance to do. Once again, it's Accidentally Engaged by Farah Huron. If you want to grab yourself a copy, go to our bookshop.org link in our bio and get it through an independent bookstore. Might I suggest The Ripped Bodice, where I got mine from. By using the bookshop.org link, not only are you supporting a local independent bookstore of your choosing, but you're also able to support the School for Writers podcast because that's an affiliate link. If you're more the audiobook type, check out our Libro.fm link. It's a great alternative to that big name audiobook company, and it supports local independent bookstores as well. And when you use that link, you get a free audiobook and we get a free audiobook. So it's a win-win. So go grab yourself a copy using the links in our bio of Accidentally Engaged by Farah Huron. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full-service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you got to do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird, and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>